0: Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Way. Back again with you guys for another show. I'm joined today by coach, uh, formerly of Benfica and uh, Monaco as well. Joao Treliao, how you doing, mate? Are you well?
1: Hello. How are you? Thanks, Tom.
0: Now you, you pronounce well. Thank you. I'll say just for the listeners' benefit, I have done one of those things where you're, you're thinking about trying to pronounce something correctly. You look at yourself in the mirror. You say it about 10 times trying to get it right. But I uh, appreciate that uh, you think I've got that correct, which is fantastic. Um, of course, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Just for the benefit of the listeners, I know I've briefly introduced you, but do you want to give more of a, a more in-depth rundown of, of your career so far?
1: Yeah, first, Tom, thanks for the invitation. It's, uh, it's an honor for me to be here uh talking with you talking about the um, arsenal times and of course for me it's a pleasure to to be here with you uh yeah my background i i became a coach when i was 20 years old Uh, now i'm 41 Uh, and uh, i started from the scratch i started from the younger ages in in benfica uh, with the younger ages of benfica then i I came through all the the age groups Um, i achieved the the first team as an assistant coach uh, in 2008. I was so young. I was 27 at that time. Um, and then uh, I was for seven years the um, under 19 head coach of, of Benfica. We went two times to the UEFA League finals. Uh, we yeah we we had a lot of very good talented, very good talented players. Uh, one of them was Nuno Tavares. Now he's playing for Arsenal. Uh, and then uh, I had the fantastic opportunity to, to work in, in, in Monaco with my uh, with my friend Thierry. I, it's it's linked, of course, with Arsenal history. It's a legend mm-hmm. from, from Arsenal from the football world. And then uh, I, I last last season I was uh, the head coach of the um, senior level team in, in second league in Portuguese in, Portuguese, uh, in Portugal.
0: And obviously, you say that you started coaching at a very, very young age compared to a lot of your kind of contemporaries and and people around you. Um, Mikel Arteta at Arsenal, of course, is still a very young manager and is only embarking on his kind of journey in that area. Do you think that there's more opportunities now than ever before for younger coaches to get into the game? Yes,
1: sure. I think the coaches doesn't have age, Uh, the quality of coaches doesn't doesn't have age. You have a lot of examples have examples from everywhere. You have one a good example there in Arsenal. With my, my friend Mikael, we, we, we were colleagues in the UEFA Pro License uh, and I, I know him very well. Uh, it's a very, very good coach. It's an, uh, he has an impressive quality. Um, and of course, the, as I told you, the coaches doesn't have age. Of course, experience is very important. Experience mm-hmm. in the game, when you when you play when then when you became a coach when you start in the pitch on the pitch coaching uh, but i think the experience is important but more decisive it's your philosophy your ideas uh, the way you want to be in, in the coaching environment and i know that i can tell you i know that a coach doesn't have age and you have a very good example in your, in your quote
0: of course, um, and you've got your own links beyond Mikel Arteta with Arsenal, having, as you say, worked with with Nuno um, at Benfica. Talk to me what it was like when you were training him, and, and how he was with the player, and if you kind of predicted that he could end up at a club like Arsenal in the future.
1: Yes, I know Nunu very well. I was his coach um, for two two years, and uh, I know I know his qualities. It's a it's a it's a very talented player, uh, it's very intelligent in terms of uh, the way you see the game, the way you see life, it's very intelligent. Uh, if you know him in depth, you will, you will understand it. Um, as a player, in terms of physical qualities, he's impressive. He, mm-hmm. he, at that time he was under 18, he, he played uh, for the under 19 age group. In Portugal it's a little bit different when you compare with uh, England or UK environment, uh, the competition here starts very early. You, s- you start competing at the age of 11, the, a formal competition, uh, the comp- the, the, a league, a formal league, when you have 10, 11 years old, and Nunu uh, was playing for the nineteen when he was 17 years old, and these mm. qualities are impressive uh, in terms of physical qualities and in terms of technical qualities, he can be it can be very decisive in the last third he can cross he can create situations for finish he can finish and you you you, you know that because he already scored for us now i think in, in his debut
0: yeah on his and, preseason yeah
1: yeah and when you when you see these qualities in those players you can imagine that he will be in the in, in elite level but of course the the more important thing in my opinion is the mentality and Nunu. At that mentality at that time and you you understand, at that time you you can understood that you will be uh, in a very good level
0: Mikel Arteta talked about the fact that he wanted to be bringing in players that were of the mindset that they were driven and that they want to win and they want to be challenging for their places and and Nuno has got a really difficult challenge because he faces competition with Kieran Tierney who is obviously one of the best left backs in the, in the Premier League right now. Do you think from what you're understanding around him that say he isn't satisfied with the amount of minutes that he gets at Arsenal that he could say look to to go somewhere else? Because as we said, Tierney's not exactly like an older player. He's still only 24 and is is expected to be at Arsenal for a long time there. Do you think that he would be driven, that he'd want to maybe go somewhere else if he can't get the minutes at Arsenal?
1: No, I I don't think so. Uh, I I cannot talk for Nuno, of course, but Mm. I don't think so. Uh, I I know him well. I know that when he he went to, to Arsenal, his mentality was, of course, for playing, but to develop as well because it, it's still very, he's still very young. He's only 21 years old. Mm. Uh, he's a he's a youngster. And he wants to develop. He wants to achieve the best level for him, for of course. And at the age of 21, uh, playing for Arsenal, it's of course it's a dream for him and for everyone. It should be a dream for play for Arsenal. At the age of 21, it's it's completely a dream. So uh, I know Nunu, and I know that Nunu at the moment is more focused on developing and do everything for the team. And they and the daily basis try to be the best player for Miko. And when he when he when he, 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 he goes for the pitch, when he is called to play, uh, he need to be prepared and. I think his mentality is like that. Like I can tell you, I know him well. For you and for every, everyone knows him, him better, I can tell you. Now he's focused on, on the daily basis. He's not, he's not looking for two years or three years later because, of course, he's competing uh, with uh, a great player, one of the best left-backs in, in the Premier League. And, of course, you know when you you compete in England, you have a lot of competitions. You have the, uh, the thir- in, 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 in minimum you have three competitions to play, and we have a lot of matches to, to compete. and The opportunities will come, and mm-hmm. you will be prepared. I can tell you because his mentality is like that.
0: And he played in the in the League Cup the other day and got man of the match for his performance against Wimbledon. So it goes to show the evidence is there of what we can expect to see from him. When he when he left, kind of lastly, just just on you know when he left Benfica, a lot of the focus was on what he could do in the final third of his crossing with his ability to to take a shot of goal as he showed on his debut. But the other end of the pitch, defensively, that's been an area that, that we've seen criticism from Benfica supporters, from the media. Do you think this is an area of his game that does need to improve? And and what is it about his defensive abilities that he needs to improve on?
1: Yeah, of course, it's it's more it's more attacking mindset than mm-hmm. defensive because um, I think five years ago, uh, when he arrived... Uh, at the Benfica Academy, he became from Sporting Lisbon Academy. He was winger; he was not a, a left back. He was a, a left or right winger, and we we adapt uh, his position for for left left back because we knew that probably it will be the best position for him to achieve the, the better
0: level. Mm. So. How do you know that? How do you how do you determine? You look at him as a winger when he's very young and you think right this this is he's not going to go and achieve what he wants in this position. How do you know to switch him to a left back?
1: Yeah, because he, he had the the all the qualities. He, I think one of the things that I like to identify in a defender is the instinct to defend. Uh, mm. The way he see the defensive process and the transition to defense. So, when I look at Nuno Tavares, uh, I, I, I saw that. Uh, we saw that. Not me as a coach. We, as Academy, we saw that. And we think uh, at that moment that he could be a very good uh, top-level uh, left-back uh, rather than a good player as a winger because we believe that he, he came from the back. He can run. He have a lot of... Uh, Distance to to run and a lot of distance to make difference, and mm. we believe that the best position for him was that. But he needed to have that defensive instinct, and he had it at that time. And of course, we developed. Uh, I had a lot. Of, I had a lot of headaches with him when we was co- when we competed
0: in youth league
1: and and, and the league, the national league, of course. But. I, I, I was very happy at the end of the season when we finished the, the, the first season working with him the way he improved in terms of defensive behaviors and then uh, he, he went for, for senior level uh, he went for big team first the, the reserve team mm-hmm. here in Portugal they compete in, in second league Yeah. Uh, he, he, he became much better defensively and last season in the first team I think he achieved a very good level in terms of defensive behaviours. And I know that with, um, with the way Mikael see the game, with, with the way Mikael see the process, developing players, and the way the Premier League and the English environment uh, will give a lot of um, challenges for him in terms of defensive behaviours. It will be the best environment for him to develop. I can tell you he will be a very good defender at the end of the season. He will be a top defender because I know that the environment will help him.
0: I really look forward to seeing more of him and and, and there is all the likelihood that we are with Kieran Tierney's injury record and we know that he can miss quite a few games for the season so there will be Mm -hmm. opportunities for Nuno as we go through the seasons to come. Moving on to kind of our, our second point of call and your work with Monaco and specifically with, with Thierry Henry uh, as, as manager. The period, of course, was, um, it was a, the first opportunity for really Thierry to to stake a claim in, in management and to, to get an opportunity at a, as a big club as well, like Monaco, with yourself. How did you find that the period working with him as a coach?
1: Uh, absolutely amazing. Um, I think, I think, no, it's, it's a fact that Thierry was one of the greatest footballers in the world of all time, of course. Uh, he belongs to a very restricted group of the best players in the world of mm. all time. And uh, I, I had the opportunity to knew to, to him uh, in the pro-license. Uh, it's, uh, it's a gentleman. It's, uh, it's, it's a very good person. Uh, I like him a lot. And as a coach, of course, he is he, going in the right track because, um, unfortunately, the Monaco challenge, I think, was a little bit uh, complicated for, for us and for every coach that went at, at that moment to, to Monaco. And you had Leonard Jardini, a very good coach at that time. He became a champion in France. Mm. He achieved the semifinals in Champions League with Monaco, and he faced a uh, very hard periods at that time as well. So the the club was going through a transition phase uh, for another cycle. And we, when we arrived, when Thierry arrived in Monaco, um, the the environment was the, not the best environment as you can imagine. And we and we tried to to help the club to create the right environment for the next phase, the next cycle. Uh, and Thierry of course uh, as a coach um, I can tell you he will he will be one of the best coaches uh, in the world in the few years he's very young he's going I believe he's going in the right track um, he, he have all the qualities to be one uh, one elite coach because in terms of game knowledge in terms of his philosophy, in terms of his qual his human values, in terms of his leadership qualities, he is outstanding. He's uh, excellent level, I can tell mm-hmm. you, well. and I believe on him. I believe that he will achieve the, the best level uh, in the coaching, the coaching world.
0: When you when I speak to, to coaches like yourself who have worked with Thierry and specifically kind of in the Belgian setup as well, it's, it is always with high praise that, that they talk about Thierry's work. Interestingly, you you probably are aware of the fact that he's very much involved on the side of the Daniel Eck kind of takeover scenario of Arsenal and, and in that kind of environment of being one of the people and driving forces of that takeover bid, which at the moment is is not happening because the Arsenal ownership don't want to sell at this point. But I'm interested to know, like whilst you were with uh Thierry, how much he spoke of his time at Arsenal and how much he spoke of of any kind of future with Arsenal, and whether he spoke of like a, an ambition to, to be back there at all.
1: No, about that, uh, we we didn't talk about it. Uh, I think it's it's personal uh, personal things, and, and we, we we didn't talk about it. And uh, as you can imagine, my my conversations with him it's about oh, everything, not linked with with that. What I can tell you is the the love he have for Arsenal, the love he have for for football, and, and he, he, of course is is not only um, a legend for Arsenal. I think it, it's a legend for everyone who likes football, because he's a passionate for for football. And when we when we talked back in the days, when we talk about mm-hmm. Arsenal, of course he all, always talked with the the most love possible because he loves Arsenal. He became a legend in, in Arsenal, and it's everything I can tell you. Because about this this kind of situations, we, we didn't talk about it.
0: You you took that step, to, like Thierry, from being an assistant coach to being a first team coach yourself uh, very recently. Do you? for your own future, where do you see kind of your career path moving from here? Do you see you going abroad again to a, to a different nation? Or do you think you'll stick more within Portugal? Yeah,
1: um, I think it was one of the reasons, one of the reasons, no, the, the, the only reason I didn't went to Canada with, with Thierry was by for my, my personal problems here in, in Portugal, uh, family mm. problems, and I was very, very sad for it. Uh, as I told you, my, my, my path was in, in youths, I became uh, an under-23 coach, head coach here in Benfica. Uh, mm. I, I, went, I went through all the age groups and I became a senior level coach and I had the magnificent op- opportunity to, to work with Thierry in monaco as assistant uh, then unfortunately i could i couldn't go with with him to to, to canada and i needed to to, to go to go to ahead of my with my career and the mm-hmm. opportunity came uh, to, to be here in portugal and I, I was close to my family in a delicate moment for for us uh, it was it was i think the right decision for me to be here yeah. to, be, to my family now it's okay I'm happy because everything is going well uh, it's okay and uh, my career will will move for for the level you need to move because i, I think um, i i know my philosophy i know the way i want to be in football and i i, I'm, I, I don't have any problems to be abroad uh, to go mm. abroad and uh, because i i just want to be happy with football i like football i i love football i love, I love coaching and I, I, I'm, I'm very convinced that the next uh, challenge for me will, will make me very happy.
0: Last question then, just because I'm interested now. Um, Thierry Henry, obviously with Belgium as an assistant, but we, it's kind of clear that, that he'll have ambitions to, to break back into to first-team management and coaching soon. If the call came, would you pick up the phone and say yes again? Uh, of
1: course, of course, it's it's always um, it's always um, uh, an, a magnificent opportunity to, to work with a guy like Thierry because a lot of reasons. It's, it's my friend. I love him as a friend uh, mainly, uh, and I, I can predict the future. I, I can I cannot tell you what what will become in the future, but one of the things I can tell you, I I'm truly convinced that uh, Thierry and uh, the all the qualities to be uh, one of the best coaches in the world in the next uh, coming years. And and I can tell you uh, in future, of course, it will be again an honor to, to, to work with him, uh, of course. But uh, future, I can, I can I cannot predict, I cannot tell you, but uh, I the, the main thing I can tell you is uh, I believe on Thierry. I believe in his qualities. He will be one of the best coaches.
0: Well, we wish you the absolute best of luck, Joel. Uh, in that, and, and hope to see you maybe who knows in the Premier League one day, maybe that's something we could see. But uh, yeah. life's a funny thing, so maybe it'll happen. Um, we wish, as I say, we wish you the best. Luck. Thank you ever so much for coming on the, the channel, we really appreciate your time, and uh, and thank you very much.
1: Okay, thank you very much, and uh, wish you all the best for Arsenal, of course, mm. and for, for you, it. for everyone. <laughs> And the big uh, regards to all the Arsenal staff for my friend Arteta. Uh, the results are coming, I believe, a lot on, on him. It's a, an outstanding coach. It will, be, it will be in Arsenal history, I'm, I'm sure. And for all the group, uh, all, all the best for, for the Premier League and for all the competitions.
0: Thank you. We we need it um, for sure because it's going to be a big season uh, for Arsenal and Arteta, of course, as well. We will look forward to seeing Joao uh, wherever he ends up next with it's Thierry or in his own job as well somewhere else. We will look forward to to following that with, with great interest. Of course, if you have enjoyed this episode, please make sure you do drop a like on the video and subscribe to The Arsenal Way as well. We'll be back very soon with some more content for you. But as always, keep following us down The Arsenal Way.